Welcome back to another episode of This Is Marriage Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Ashley. And I'm Porter. Welcome. Welcome. Hey, we got that right. I know. That never happens. So (laughs) this is kind of a a funny story, Ash. I was taking this, I, I found this test online. I was taking this test to determine whether or not I had ADD. Was this a BuzzFeed quiz? Yeah, like one of those you see on Facebook. Okay. And I only made it to question three out of 10, so I don't know if I have ADD or not. Um, I'm going to say um, A+. plus. <laughs> well, I mean, no, because three out of 10 isn't a very good grade. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. You have ADD. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. Uh, I see what you did there. We... We were just sitting here before we recorded. True story. And um, I had asked Porter a question about our intro and some topics. And so I'm sitting here waiting for him to respond. And he's over there on the other side of the table playing on his laptop, which looks like he's, you know, doing research, looking for something to help me. Like two or three (laughs) minutes later, I'm like, what are you doing? I'm just reading comments. <laughs> well, it was helping because it was reading comments for an ADHD article on how ADHD affects marriages. And I finished the article and then there were comments and I started reading them. <laughs> um, you guys don't know this, but Porter is notorious for reading the goddamn comments. Oh, I of have everything. To, most of the time, if I go on Facebook and I look at an article, I don't even read the article. I just jump straight to the comments. Well, there's some articles that are meant a, for that. It's a dumpster fire. Well, yeah, but you, you pick like the articles where you should never in any circumstance read the comments and you read the comments and then you get mad at what people are saying in the comments. And I have to like yell at you, like grab you by the shoulders and shake you. Don't read the comments. Yeah, that's true. But it was, it was, um, it couldn't have been perfect, more perfect, perfecter timing. <laughs> yes, more, more perfecter timing. <laughs> that, uh, that that would happen in preparation for our episode talking all about ADD. Yeah. I, uh, it's something that, that I have struggled with for a long time. And as I've learned more about, it and I and it's not something that I've ever like really invested into research to really like understand, but I'm just kind of like superficially aware that I, I suffer from it. And as I have learned about it, you know, I went back and looked at like my old like progress report cards from like elementary school. Props for you for keeping those. Well well, my parents kept them. Oh well. But I was looking back parents, on those. Parents of the year over here. And a lot of them were like, he's good at these things, but you wouldn't know it because he's so easily distracted, distracts others, doesn't pay attention, has a hard time staying in his seat. And then, oddly enough, my dad has a lot of his old like progress reports. Hoarders. <laughs> Carved into, chiseled into stone. God. And his are almost identical and, you know, smart, you know, has potential, but distracts others, daydream, is a daydreamer, can't focus constantly. I you were going to say day drinker. Day drinker in <laughs> elementary school. And and the, part of the reason that we wanted to have this conversation is because we just came back from Ellie's parent-teacher conference and it was the same 
story that we've heard a thousand times is you're smart, you're capable, but you're a distraction to the other people. You finish your work too fast. You don't stay in your seat. You don't pay attention to instructions. Yeah. You, you know, you don't, you don't stay on task. Yourself. Don't apply yourself. You don't stay on task. Lazy with tasks. What is that? I don't know. Interference. Yeah. And so driving home from that parent-teacher conference, we were talking about it, and I was trying to get Ash's input on being married to someone who suffers from ADD or ADHD as well as being, you know, a stepmom to someone who does and kind of what she's had to to endure and what she's simultaneously learned about Let's about us. Let's just say this has made me a very patient person. <laughs> I feel like you have grown a lot. I feel like you've improved a lot from I'm that. Trying. Um, as we were preparing for tonight's episode, I found this story that I want to read because I feel like this like so 100% sums up my like every day. Yeah. Just to kind of give you guys out there who don't deal with this kind of a sense of like how my brain works and what um, Ash has to deal with. So, Ash, I want you to imagine <laughs> that I'm it's like a Saturday morning. I've out I've walked the dog. But now it's time to mow the lawn. Let's imagine that we had like a big lawn. Like, you know, we actually had a house with the lawn. We do have a lawn. But I don't mow it. No. Because and it's not big. We still have a house with okay. the yard. Come so on. So it's time to mow the lawn. But about halfway through the task, the mower runs out of gas. Off I go into the car to the gas station. Whilst at the gas station, I see a... Let's pretend like I'm a car guy. We'll see, like a Mustang, like an old Mustang car. The station owner comes out, and I talk to the station owner about how much better cars used to be. Then the dude who owns the car shows up and joins the conversation. Then he asks me if I would like to take a ride. Four hours later, I come home. The lawn isn't mowed. The groceries aren't done, and I still did not get the gas for the mower which was the whole point of the the errand that I set out to do in the beginning. Okay, but the the pressing question is why are you taking rides with strangers? <laughs> well, if it's a cool ass car. <laughs> he said he had a puppy and lots of candy. <laughs> you're, you're telling me that if you were out like admiring some like dope FJ and some woman who owns said FJ comes out and is like, "Oh, you like my car?" and you're like, "Oh my god, yeah, it's so cool." So, let me take you for a ride. I think I'm way too awkward to do that. Yeah, that's true. I just see, I, I don't do this because I'm not a car guy, but I can guarantee you, like, your dad, if he were out and saw, like, a really cool, like, old muscle car mm. that had been, like, restored or something, that he would be, like, and the dude's like, yeah, let me take you for a ride. Your dad would be like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, I don't know. I'm Maybe. not a car guy, but I wouldn't, so I wouldn't get in the ride, the car with a stranger, but I think you're missing the point of the story. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. What was the story? <laughs> just but, kidding. You know, that's like my my life summed up is because there'll be so many times where I'll be doing an activity like we talked about today, like unloading the dishwasher. And then I see that, you know, one of the the forks that I pull out of the dishwasher as I'm emptying it is dirty. And so I stop to clean said dish, said fork. And then there's all kinds of other plates and glasses and stuff in the dishwasher that were dirty. So I start to clean them as well. 
And then I remember that I forgot to put the laundry in. So I'll walk downstairs. And while I'm in the process of loading the laundry to wash, to do a load of wash, I'll see how dirty the cat's litter box is. And so I'll start cleaning the litter box. Mm -hmm. And then I'll finish the litter box and then go up and do something else, forgetting that I had ever started the laundry or started doing the dishes in the first place. Yeah. So yeah, I do that too, but not to the same. Um, mine is I don't like forget that I'm doing other tasks mine is more I get overwhelmed with how much I realize needs to be done and so I'll do something like if we're on our like crazy Saturday cleaning modes I'll like start cleaning something and then see something else is dirty and be like yeah. oh, I need to clean that and because I just like I need to clean everything but it's not kind of manic yeah not necessarily the same as as you are well and it's funny because sometimes they'll have like the opposite effect where instead of trying to do too many things kind of like what you're talking about but i'll be so aware of all the things that i have to do Mm -hmm. that i can't focus on any one of them and i end up kind of just paralyzed and don't do anything yeah so that seems to happen um often with you yeah so ash why don't you tell me and i guess the the people listening what are some of the things that you've dealt with or had to deal with as a you know some of the things that you've noticed as you've learned more about this this condition well first off and I'm sure I'm not alone with this I never took ADD seriously I always kind of thought it was an excuse yeah especially because there's a kid who is a kid and has energy and they can't sit still or they can't focus or they don't want to sit in their chair at school for seven hours. And so automatically it's like, Oh, they have ADD. And so better medicate. Yeah. And I, I know there's a lot of people who, who think that doctors over prescribe or over, um, yeah. Over diagnose, diagnose. Yeah. yeah. Too quick to diagnose something. And so, I kind of thought like the whole like I have ADD thing was bullshit. Like, oh, that's your excuse because you don't want to do these things or you're like a hyperactive kid. But in being with you and being, you know, our whole dating history and being married, I have um, roughly learned, not roughly. Kind of. Yeah. Just began to break the surface to understand and learn more that this is like a legitimate thing that has a very big impact on your day-to-day life and in turn my life like kind of what you talked about the starting tasks and then not finishing them you can imagine that that would be annoying or bothersome you know to walk in a room and shit's everywhere because, oh, well, what are you doing? Well, I started to do this, and then I noticed this was dirty, and then I noticed this was broken, and so I got the toolkit out to fix yeah. this. and then So in the process of trying to clean the room, you've actually made it like 100 times worse. Yeah, right. And so it's this double-edged sword of trying to help, but making things worse, and then making or causing you know a bunch of stress on the other person. Yeah, I, I find that I, I probably do that quite a bit. What what else have you noticed about 
your life with me. <laughs> that it's wonderful. Of course it is. It's bliss. <laughs> Probably the biggest and most frustrating part is I can say something to you, and if there's anything in between the two of us, like a phone, a TV, a computer, you... The dog. Yeah. A window. <laughs> the wall. <laughs> the sweat dripping down my balls. <laughs> but if there's any distraction whatsoever, you are completely captivated. Like, I, nothing else matters. Yeah. And we've talked about that on this show before, about how that's like my biggest... Uh, not pet peeve, but the thing I get angry about when it comes to you and Wild is I feel like you're missing out on him and not remembering things he's doing if there's any distraction. So if you're on your phone, if you're working on your laptop, even if the TV's on, like I could say something to you and it's like I'm talking, it's like you have like headphones on or something. Yeah. You don't hear me, I don't exist. <laughs> Well, and that's that's and and I'm it's something definitely that that I I'm aware of and that I acknowledge is a problem, and it it's something that like caused a huge rift in my first marriage. You know, there was one example and we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. Is she had a a marathon in St. George or a half marathon in St. George, and at the time I was working retail at the mall, and so you had to put in your schedule and what days off you needed, you know, what days you needed off weeks in advance while they did the, because they did the schedule and also because it was retail at the mall I worked a lot of weekends and so one at one point I was on the computer either doing research for school or because I like to buy shit online and I research a lot yeah we'll get to that I feel like that uh, ties <laughs> a, a lot segue. into this um and before I buy anything I obsess over it you know and spend stupid amounts of time or a stupid amount of hours researching it but anyway the, at some point she had come to me and my back was to her and said something along the lines of i'm running this half marathon in st george in a month it's super important to me please make sure that you get the time off that you request those days off and i was like yeah uh-huh no problem absolutely sure thing and then it's like okay well i'm going to bed are you going to be up late probably. So she goes off to bed. I stay working on the computer and I never end up making my, putting in my time off request because by the time I was done on the computer, that conversation had been, you know, pretty much completely wiped from my memory as if it never happened. And so then the time to pack up and go to St. George comes around. I'm like, well, I've got work. And she's like, you didn't get the time off. And well, why was I supposed to? And she ended up going to St. George by herself without me, with Ellie. And I was asked to stay home because... Oh, doghouse. Yeah. And the, the thing about that is that she took it personally, like that I just didn't give a shit about her stuff. And I'm sure you've been in a similar situation where you probably have felt like personally like... Victimized, victimized. by Regina George. Who hasn't? <laughs> Everyone in this room has felt victimized by Regina George. But... I'm sure that you have felt that too, where yeah. you don't feel like I care or maybe that I'm not listening or that I don't, that your shit doesn't matter to me 
because I'm not paying attention or because I'm not listening to you talk. Yeah, because um, not listening to someone is has, like has always been a sign like you don't respect me. Yeah, you're not listening to yeah, me. Yeah, I know that's a big that's a big one for you. Yeah, but I mean like that's kind of how all these you know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, that's like the history of manners and rules yeah. and shit or It's whatever. very like, it's like basics, like 101. Yeah. Respect. And so it's kind of like the old timey, like, you you have respect for me, you listen to me, you look me in the eye, blah, blah, blah. And so it's, yeah, it's it's easy to take that personally right. when that's kind of basic nature basic human decency yeah well and I, and I got to the point and i don't especially if you don't understand add which i still don't really understand it all, like completely but especially if you don't understand it or don't realize that it's a thing or that it's happening in your relationship of course you're going to take it personally absolutely and and i had gotten to the point where you know and it, part of it was obviously to deflect my my guilt or my sense of shame at being wrong but part of it was like we had had this conversation multiple times <clears throat> where i had said if i'm not looking you in the eyes i'm not listening to you if yeah. you have something you want to say especially something important and it <clears throat> it's actually in one of these blogs like as a tip they said make you know not only make eye contact but touch you know physical contact like touch someone on the shoulder or whatever to to bring them back to you yeah but I said, if I'm not paying attention to you, or if I'm not looking you in the eye, I'm not listening to you. Well, and you had a, probably more than one, but I remember you telling me about a student when you taught who had one of those uh, specific um, plans or yeah, whatever. Yeah, an IEP. Yeah. Yeah. Where you had to physically touch the student anytime that there was direction or you were explaining something well, I had, I had, I had to touch their desk, yeah. Yeah. So I had to... St- be, they had to sit front row and in the center, and then if I was going to like be starting a new assignment or transitioning them into an activity or giving out like a a major announcement, yeah, I had to be in the front of the room, and then I had to like tap on his desk until he looked at me, mm-hmm. and then I could proceed to do my give out my instructions. Yeah, so same kind of yeah. Same kind of thing. It's almost like when you're when we're training the dogs, <laughs> the, the, not the to degrade you, call you a dog. <laughs> you well, old dog, shoe, you. Fits. <laughs> but it, with you know dog training, it's you're not supposed to. You're supposed to wait until they're looking at you, and you're not supposed to release them until you they look at you. But just eye contact yeah. is a big thing in the human world. In this uh, in this ADD blog I found, they call this with the the uh huh scenario, and they say the wife says, "Honey, will you take out the trash?" And the ADHD husband responds, "Uh huh." Three hours later, the trash is still sitting there. The wife personalizes he's being oppositional or he never listens to me, and that makes her angry. A fight ensues. It will be the first of many, and then some doctor, somebody important, goes on to say. <laughs> Wives of men with ADD need to understand that the husband's level of attention to task is extremely shallow. 
He is not behaving that way on purpose, but once she starts personalizing his behavior, the marriage is in trouble. And I, you know, Ash and I were talking about this where it was like, even if I'm responding to you and I'm acknowledging you and you're like, hey, did you get that? Did you, do you, will you remember? And I will say yes or uh huh or, you know, some type of verbal acknowledgement. That is not sufficient because just because I, and interacting with you in that moment, my real attention is on something else. And the second you are gone, that whole interaction is gone with it. And I will, my attention is back to whatever I was doing beforehand. And that will be all that I remember. Yeah. Living with someone with ADD 101, when you ask them to remember something, they will never remember something. Yeah. Just by saying, hey, remember to do this. It's not going to no. happen. Yeah, there needs to be, and maybe this is something we could talk about at the end as far as like yeah. suggestions, but tips, tips written down, text message. You know, when Ash sends me to the store, she no longer just rem- tells me. Mm-hmm. She'll text me or write it down because once I get to the store and I'm bombarded with all those possibilities, yeah, I forget the whole reason why I came in there. Well, and your therapist had said specifically, you need a to-do list. Yeah. You cannot, like a, it's like your brain is a child, like they cannot be left <laughs> yeah. alone. Like you can't have time on your hands because right. then you either try to start too many projects and don't finish them or you get so overwhelmed by not knowing what to do, then you just sit in this anxious puddle and why That's you're a dating. really like perfect description like an anxious puddle that's exactly what it is while your day just melts away and you're sitting there helpless yeah and then there's that shame of oh my god i've wasted all this time my day is gone i have accomplished nothing and then you start to feel that even more anxiety of i have all this shit that i have to do and yeah you're right it has to i have to make a list i have to prioritize and like actually like i'm gonna i don't do it as well as she wants me to but it's like very like to the point of like 45 minutes to work out. Yeah. 20 minutes to do this. 30 minutes to do this. And I'm going to do this from one to five. Yeah. Because if I'm just like, even if I just put things in a, on paper where I'm like, I have these five tasks that I have to do today. Mm-hmm. In a lot of cases, I won't get around to doing them because I'll get distracted, you know, parts of the way through. But it absolutely helps tremendously. Like, yeah. Well, and one it's of the, so much better than not having lists, but still it's not perfect. Yeah. One of the blogs we were, or articles, I guess we were looking at was saying something about that. Like your brain doesn't view thing, view time the same. And so it's not like, oh, from one to two, I'm going to go to the gym. It's you view things on how tasks. Yeah. Instead of time. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's, and I'm not to speak for you, but I think that that would lead to one of the other frustrations that you have is me trying, thinking that I can do too much. Oh my God. <laughs> that I can, I accomplish, I try, I believe that I can accomplish more in, in a day than I can. And again, my therapist says that this is common and that it, you know, it's goes back to that list building and making a list and actually like, how long does this activity take? Yeah. How long does this activity take? Okay, you can't do both. It's like on um, Old School, the movie Old School, when 
Will Ferrell's at the party and they're like, what are you doing tomorrow? Oh, I can't drink. I've I got a big Saturday. I, we're going to go to Bed Bath and & Beyond and Ikea and we might uh, go Home to Depot. Home Depot. I don't know. See how much time we have. Yeah. It's like that, but add 40 more things <laughs> in there. And that's what Porter wants to do on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's... I have to, like, level with you and compromise, which there's the magic C word in marriage, yeah. compromise, because... I appreciate the enthusiasm to want to take full advantage of our weekend, especially as the weather turns. You get the the nicer it is outside, the more you want to jam pack into a Saturday and a weekend. And so I have to kind of say, okay, you want to do these four things. Maybe we do two of <laughs> and them. And then see where we're at. <laughs> and then if we have time... We can do the next one. Yeah. And and then it's hard because it's like, what do you mean I can't do these 16 things by the time we have to be somewhere at 5 o'clock? <laughs> yeah. We have from 10 until 3 and you want to do 20 things. <laughs> and yeah. I have to kind of like, oh, where was I? Oh, it was, it was at work. We had this doctor somebody come in last year and give us this like training about you know dealing with people and coworkers and situations and one of the things was how to talk to someone so that you understand them and they kind of understand themselves so the example was if someone has like a fire and they come running to you and they say something ridiculous and you're like so you want me to rebuild this car in two days so that's kind of like what I have to do to you. It's so that it forces them to be like, oh, wait, I do kind of sound ridiculous. Yeah. Well, no, I don't mean that. Just maybe if you can just replace the windshield since we're talking about cars this episode. Yeah. So I feel like I have to do that. Which is ironic because my windshield is broken. I do need to replace it. <laughs> yes, you I do. do. I have a crack in my windshield <laughs> right now. Thanks for reminding me. It was totally unintentional. <sighs> but I, f- I feel like that is maybe a good strategy going forward to do like with you like okay so we have a barbecue at three it's 10 o'clock right now we still need to clean the house no one is showered yeah baby hasn't had a nap yeah we have to leave at this time to get there on time which means we have to start getting dressed Uh uh-huh and so then you're usually like oh okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah force me to to recognize it yeah Good points. Um, I'm going. This through. is helpful for me. <laughs> Take notes. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I would, but then I'd start getting distracted, doodling, or you know, <laughs> if I'm typing, then I'll start searching. Another, another thing before we get into like the big things, I just saw. This what are on, the big things? You'll get there on my list, and it made me laugh. Um, because this list is ADD slash ADHD behavior behaviors and consequences that can hurt marriages. I feel like that should just be relationships in general. And one of them is interruptions. Your spouse interrupts you and others a great deal to the point where you think, (laughs) what's the point in trying to have a conversation? And you're embarrassed by the apparent rudeness towards your friends and family members. (laughs) 
I, I wish that you guys listening had the opportunity to get to know my dad. And and, and sadly, they, that's not the case. I can't introduce him to, to all of you. But having a conversation with my father is probably the most frustrating thing in the history of things because you'll be talking about something. You want to test your patience. <laughs> you'll be talking about something. And not only does he interrupt you, but he interrupts you to change the subject like mid-sentence. Or you'll be talking to him and something will happen like someone will walk in or he'll hear there's a he'll hear a bit of a conversation way off to the side or he'll see someone in his peripheral and he'll stop and he'll cut you off and completely shift his attention away from you to this other person and interrupt them (laughs) in what they're doing so that he can be a part of that conversation too. And then he'll come back to you. Yes. You are definitely not that bad. Not not that bad at all. But, but. <laughs> why it's ironic, and we have since recorded over it, Porter had asked me, what's it like to live with someone with ADD? And as I am explaining the various points I'm trying to make, he just jabs in and goes on left field, starts talking about something that we're not even like, <laughs> we're not even to that side of the freaking baseball field yet. And you just just start going down that path. So for anyone who has listened for longer than this episode and you think, wow, they don't know how to stay on track to save their lives. Welcome to my life. Oh, and my I'm God. Not, okay. Shut up. I'm going to speak for myself. I'm not an angel, but. Yeah, you, you, you sweetheart, my love, mm-hmm. my wife are far Far from perfect when it comes to telling a linear story. Listen, I just said. <laughs> I'm In case you guys are paying myself. attention, drink. Um, no, but I do. I do interrupt Ash quite a bit. Like, I'll I'll think I know what she's gonna say next, and so she'll take a pause <laughs> oh to breathe, and I'll be like, oh, and then I'll interject, and she'll be like, no, just let me finish. <laughs> if you would let me finish, you would know what I was gonna say next. And it's so ironic because. I get so mad when my dad does it to me and I'll have to just like stop talking if we're on the phone he'll be like are you there I'm all yeah can I finish well yeah yeah go ahead this is what I'm thinking we should do you know and then and then it just starts all over from there but no I I do I do interrupt interrupting cow the the big thing I was talking about was cash money Cash money. See? Interrupting cash money cow. <laughs> You're a douche. I'm so used to it. I don't even notice. <laughs> I was like, I don't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> this is saying, and it's, we read other articles. There's obviously not everyone fits into this, this list, but in our situation, it, it it's fitting. It says your financial situation is precarious because your spouse is not good at handling money, overspends, forgets to pay bills, can't keep a job, and or won't talk about money problems with you. Obviously, you don't fit into all of those. You can keep a job. Um, we talk about money problems. And truth be told, I've got more in my savings account than you do. Yeah. But, but you have <laughs> I'm forgotten an impulsive... to pay bills. Yes. You do overspend. Yes, I'm an impulsive shopper. Oh my god! I almost so we're, I've been 
trying to put together a girl's trip for Ash for her 30th birthday in June. Just overnight, literally. I Again, with the obsessive. <laughs> it's not even overnight. It's just since you got home from work. <sighs> and so she's... she's All of a sudden, he's obsessing over something that I was planning. <laughs> so she's voiced some concerns about it. And so I jump in, and for the next, like, two hours or more, I do nothing but look at, like... Travelocity and Hotels.com and Kayak or whatever else looking flights, for everything. flights, looking for hotels. And I'm like, I'm deep, like nothing exists outside of this research. And I found this Airbnb that I really, really liked. I thought it was great. And I was 100% prepared to pull the trigger on it, not having spoken with any of the other people who are going, not having confirmed budgets, not having confirmed that no one has even had bought tickets. No. But I was prepared to spend you know $1,300 to reserve this Airbnb because it seemed like a really good deal and it seemed like a really cool place. And I wanted to do this fresh. Like I wanted to give her this experience. And, you know, and, and like she said, like I was with Wild at the time and I was doing, you know, kind of had other things going on. But I was so obsessed with finding a hotel or finding flights that it completely dominated my thoughts and that impulsive nature was like this is good this is going to be awesome it's a good deal i'm going to spend the money on it right this second without thinking about any of the other factors that could potentially like screw this situation up i get a text i'm downstairs and he's upstairs and it's saying this is the only weekend in june it's available we have 48 hours to cancel you want me to book it And I'm down here like breathing into a brown paper bag (laughs) because the amount of like takeover he's done on this is just causing me (laughs) wicked anxiety. Not only that, but stressing me out to the complete max. And I finally text him and I'm like, stop worrying about this. Don't do anything. Leave it alone. (laughs) I cannot handle this. This is stressing me out. (laughs) Well, and like... The other day, I had this notion that I wanted to buy a different camera for doing video stuff for this like side company thing that I'm trying to launch. And Ash made the mistake of agreeing with me and saying, yeah, when you have the money or after you started making some money, you should totally invest and buy this new camera. Like It would be great to have. I think you should totally do that. And I was like, oh, really? And then since then... All he heard was, and this was Tuesday. Buy the camera. (laughs) Since Tuesday, my thoughts have been just dominated until tonight when I started worrying about the hotel in San Diego. (laughs) So, if anyone wants to go on a girls' trip with Ash, we've got a great Airbnb booked. (laughs) Did you book it? Oh, oh my god! But what's funny because I actually started typing the guy a message and stuff. I was literally one step away from booking it. What did you do? There was but, something. Sorry. But since she, since she mentioned cow. this camera and gave me permission, not necessarily even permission, but yeah, I agree. It's a good idea. It has been all I have focused on for the past three days. It has so completely like I search prices and I look on Amazon and I see look at eBay and I read reviews. Messaging photographer friends. Yep. What was it the other day? When I don't remember if you had bought something or I feel like this happens with everything. 
if you say we need a new or we should get a new <laughs> and I'm like yeah echo. oh my god yeah but the tripod too oh yeah anytime he's like you know we should really get a new one of these or if I say I'd really like to have blank <laughs> the tripod yeah it's there I, the I next day and I'm like I, was... I didn't mean right this second <laughs> I just mean I, I would like one of these eventually in my lifetime. <laughs> I was complaining to Ash about how shitty our tripod was for a camera. And I said, I really hate this tripod. I wish we had a new, I'd want to get a new one. And she said, yeah, me too. I hate it. It's awful. I hate using it. And then I was like, so can I buy a new one? And she said, yes. And so then I researched and I got on Amazon and I bought a new tripod that tell, tell them about my, the tripod. Tell them. Explain I to the I, I was actually hesitant about this tripod. <laughs> I'm trying to shut up. I was actually hesitant to even tell her about it or show it to her. And we're sitting over dinner. I'm like, Ash, I want to show you this tripod I got, but I'm just fair warning, it might be overkill. And her response was, "You overkill? <laughs> you mean you went? You bought too big?" We could go on. We could just look around this room and have a story, like the chair you're sitting on that you're complaining about. <laughs> what else? All the podcast shit. Yes. The recorder. Yep. Um, I'm I'm not even gonna go into your camping gear. What about my la- that ladder? I don't even. <laughs> I, my you uh... said told that to me in such passing that I forgot we even had it. <sighs> I went my, to Costco my little... today. I got some dog food and I got a water and then I got um, some cheese. Some coffee creamer and a little giant. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that common? Is that just a you thing or is that like a common <laughs> ADD thing? I know that... Because my list doesn't I know necessarily that the impulse, have that. I think impulse buying is a ADD thing. But I also know... So my brother, we're kind of off track on this, which is not Just surprising. Just like us. Yeah. Um, it's all right. It's, it's the one episode where it's okay because that's <laughs> it's our so whole apropos. topic. My brother has his, – his ADHD, I, I imagine, is actually quite a bit worse than mine, if you can believe that. And he bounces around from hobbies so much more than I do. Like he'll be obsessed with drums. And so he'll buy a big drum set and learn how to play the drums and take drum lessons. And then – wasn't he he was on a a gun thing right where he bought one of those uh like olympic style rifles oh, that I shoots i remember you telling yeah, me that one of those it's 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 like bigger than a bb gun but he was obsessed with those for a minute so he bought one of those he's done like 3d printing so yeah it's there's it's it it actually could be worse yeah my hobbies don't <laughs> fluctuate nearly as much as his do there was a movie, and I don't remember. And if which you think one. it's hard talking to me when I'm sitting at a computer, he literally could have the house burning down around him, and he would not notice if he was like in research mode. There's a a movie, and maybe some of you listening will know. I can't think of what it is. Maybe you will know. Where they're like going through this guy's stuff, and it's like. Oh, here's your hockey stick from when you wanted to play hockey and <laughs> your tennis rackets from when you wanted to learn how to play tennis. Here's your golf clubs from when you thought you wanted to be a golfer. And it's just like on and on and on and on and on. And it's, yes, yeah. you guys are very Between very like, my, like my fly fishing and my camping and my backpacking, 
in my photography and now I'm wanting to learn videography <laughs> and podcasting and audio editing and blogging. <clears throat> yeah. It's a uh, it's a lot. <laughs> I'm I'm spread pretty thin. I know a lot You're of spread thinner than peanut butter. I don't even know where to come, how to come back from that. I know, I know a lot about, I know a little bit about a lot of stupid stuff that doesn't actually benefit anybody in the long run. So, what else, Ash? What else you got for us? Wow. Well, um, first I would just like to say here. And I agree. I'm going to read this from this article, and I agree with it. It's it's saying, here's my plea to all ADD, ADHD partners who are skeptical. So meaning like me, someone who doesn't have it. If you don't believe the disorder affects your relationship, assume that it does and get an evaluation and effective treatment. It could save your relationship. Coming from someone who thought this was just complete bullshit and and an excuse. And even up until recently, I always thought Porter used ADD as an excuse for Ellie. Which maybe has been the case before. But he it wasn't until an outsider had said something. So Porter's therapist had said something about her needing like a very specific bullet list of of what to do in order to complete an assignment so like you can't just say clean your room yeah like so normal kid you could just say go clean your room yeah and they'll clean their room and come back down or whatever yeah and so with her you have to be very specific where okay make your bed Pick up your Legos, hang your clothes up, get everything off your floor, clean off your desk, vacuum your floor. And not only that, but then also have a time limit yeah. and a timer going. Yeah. So 45 minutes to do this stuff. And so I wish I could remember exactly what your therapist said, but it really like completely changed my perspective on it because... And I don't mean this to sound like I didn't believe you for the last however many years. I just never took it serious and I really I thought it was an excuse I thought it was you being protective dad from mean stepmom like I thought it was you just making excuses for her not doing the shit she needed to do and so having not only an outsider but like a professional someone who's dealt with you before say something like that I'm like oh wow okay and it it kind of made me feel bad that there are probably tons of people who have someone in their life, whether it's a spouse or a parent or a brother, sister, or child. a child who has ADD and they just don't realize it or don't know how to help them or how to treat it. I guess, or that they should get treatment. And so. Yeah. I wish I could remember what she said. Cause yeah. I do, I do remember that it kind of like it shocked you, but it, 
Yeah. It just is something that is more than just being hyper or not being able to pay attention. Like it, it affects more than people think. Yeah. Because I, I'm still like, I keep saying like, I'm still learning a lot about it and we've been together almost five years. My, my biggest source of of concern for both for her as well as for myself and not so much me anymore, but there's such a, a stigma around kids who can't function in a, you know, in a typical like school setting. And as a teacher, especially as someone who struggles with ADD in that environment, like I was very empathetic to those kids and their plight because I could see firsthand how the system is not like built for them. And Ash made a really good point, an observation on our drive home from a parent teacher conference Tuesday night where she's like, Ellie is a, a square peg trying to fit into a round hole and school is going to be a lot harder for her than it might be for, you know, other kids. And I absolutely hundred percent agree with that because, you know, she doesn't have a lot of opportunities to stand up and school doesn't school is a lot of school is meant to sit down, sit in your desk, be quiet, do your work, ask questions, but don't get out of your seat, you know, stand in line, you know, be quiet. And so for, for someone like Ellie who has that energy and needs to stand up and get around, it's very, there's a stigma that there's something wrong with you because your grades aren't good because you can't sit still when the other kids can, and you can't focus when the other kids can. And pretty soon it's very, you know, a lot of kids, you know, kind of get demoralized and they're like, I'm stupid. I'm dumb. I'm not as smart as the other kids. I'm not good, you know, I'm a shitty student Mm -hmm. because the environment that they're in is so not conducive to their, their learning styles and who they are. But like Ash said again, and this is where I think I need to be better at is she's like, she needs to learn how to function and how to do school and how to cope. And she needs to learn you know, maybe it's through medication, but there's there's self-coping mechanisms that she needs to learn because this is life and this is going to be an issue through junior high, through high school, through college. You know, like we have a, my best friend's wife suffers from extreme ADD, but through medication and, and other things, she's managed to become, you know, get an advanced degree. Mm-hmm. And so I know that it's possible and I have a master's degree, but it is it is definitely not an easy road and i think that a lot of people you know from the outside see these kids and a will just assume that they're just hyper kids and they're just out of control and they have shitty parents or b like that it's kind of just a a cop out yeah or like an excuse but don't actually realize the struggle or like the mental anguish of having so many things like going on inside your head at once Mm -hmm. and not knowing where to go. Like the way I described it to my therapist once and you know, she's, she knew about it. Like I didn't need to describe it to her, but I was trying to put into words like what I see in my, my head. And in a lot of cases, sometimes it's like someone is you're watching TV and someone is just flipping through the channels and lands on one just long enough to see the image and then it goes away and then the next one comes on. Hmm. And so like that's how 
like kind of like if I'm out in public, like at a restaurant or like at the mall or whatever else, like I'm constantly scanning faces, like constantly when I'm driving, I'm constantly scanning faces. Like I can't, I I can't control it. And Brandon makes fun of me, but did you ever see any of the old Sherlock Holmes, like the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes? No. He like pays attention to all these conversations going on all at once. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I am out in public. Like I'll hear things and I pay attention to all these different things and I see things, but it's constantly like this. Someone's controlling the remote control in my brain and just flipping through and I have no control over where it stops or for how long it stops. Mm. And it's just pictures, just images. Interesting. And that's why I love like the sensory deprivation chambers or my bath Yeah, is because I'm underwater or I'm in the dark and there's, there's no stimuli and I can finally just like, my brain can finally just shut down and relax for a little bit. Yeah. And isn't just like. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm just scared of those because I would feel like I would be trapped in there forever yeah. and not be able to get out. Yeah, it's like it's like my favorite thing to go and just float. Yeah. In the dark. But anyway, that was kind of a odd deviation from wherever we were headed. No, I was just, I don't think it was at all. I was just trying to like my piece of advice being an outsider would be to, you know, take it seriously and do research because there are ways that can help you just by understanding and by researching, you might be able to find ways to help the person you're, you're living with to deal with their ADD. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if it was just through trial and error or how my parents kind of came around to that list making thing. Uh, But I remember when I would get chores, it was never chores of like clean your room or do this. It was, or clean the bathroom. It was always like very explicitly like broken down into like smaller line items mm-hmm. because and the same thing with Ellie, because I would be so quick to be like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to go do something else now or I want to go play. Yeah. And like, no, it's not done yet. And I'd walk in and quick wipe off a few things and then leave again. Yeah. You know, I've never been a detail oriented person. And I'm very detail oriented. And so you can see where yeah. this is hard for us. Like to... I'll be at work and I'll have our, have something that I'm ready to like ship out uh-huh. like an email or a blog and I'll be like, cool, this is good. I'm going to press publish. And then I'll show it to our graphic designer. And he'll be like, well, what about this? And what about this? And why don't we change this? And in my mind, I'm like, this is all just like nitpicky stuff. Like, who cares? Like, why are you looking at these things? Like, yeah. And I just don't have that, that like attention to detail. And Ash does. Like, Ash will walk into a thing and point out flaws with it that I don't care or I didn't notice. Yeah. So I was very, even. Through high school and college, I was always the first one done. Anytime we had like a time, a test where you could like, you know, you you get done with it and you walk it up to the teacher's desk and you go back and sit down. Mm-hmm. I was always the first one done with those tests. I was always the first one done with a lot of things, and sometimes it was like because it was really really good, and other times because I was just bored and I didn't understand it and I just wanted to have it done with, so I just fill out bubbles. Right. But I was always the first one done. Hmm. It smells like burgers down here. Yeah. Yeah, it does. That's weird. I know. Makes me all paranoid. Like, did I leave the stove on? You probably did. I probably didn't. <laughs> um. So I 
I try to look up ways to help like cope if you have a spouse that or significant other that has ADD and I surprisingly didn't find a lot that were helpful and so I kind of thought we would just go over some things that have helped us and hopefully they'll be helpful to others. That's a good idea. So we had talked about you had said if I'm not looking at you, I don't hear you. And so I feel like that we're pretty good about that where I won't try to tell you something or if you don't respond or if you kind of just, uh huh, I'll like get your attention to where you look at me and say, did you hear me? Oh no. And I still get frustrated. Like the frustration never goes away because it's still, it's hard for me to turn off in my brain the feeling of being ignored or if you don't remember things, it's hard. I can't just flip the switch and be like, well, it's Porter. It yeah. doesn't matter. Like it. Well, and that's an issue that we've had with Ellie where if she's watching cartoons and we're trying to give her any type of instruction. Yeah. Like we can't just be like, look at us. Like we have to be like, turn the TV off and walk into the room and like stand here and talk to us because if she's in the room watching TV, yeah, she we might as well be talking to a wall. Well, along those lines, that is hard because Wild can't be in the same room with her and she can't be expected to watch him. No. If the TV's on, she absolutely sure, can't. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's really damn frustrating. Like, he's right there. What are yeah. you doing? He's tipping your water over right next to you. How do you, how do you not freaking see that? Yeah. We, and, I just don't. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, think of like an, a super extreme like tunnel vision where, you know, it's all black on the sides except for that that circle at yeah. the end of the tunnel. Everything, Nothing else matters. I guess it's just especially hard for me because I feel like I'm very observant to my surroundings. Mm-hmm. And so I notice and I listen to everything. And so you guys are the exact opposite. Well, we, we pay attention to different things because we'll be driving and I'll be like, oh, did you see like whatever? And you'll be like, no, I'm paying attention to this thing right here or you know i'm driving yeah and so like we absolutely you do and you are very much more aware of such situations than i am in a lot of places but then there's also times where i'm like kind of astonished that you didn't notice certain things because i do but the things that i notice are like the bird flying above like a gas station (laughs) or you know i don't inconsequential things i guess yeah i just mean if there's a TV on, I can still n- pay attention to my son who's next to me. Right. And the dogs and all the other shit that's going on around me, I can still pay attention to it. And so it's hard for me to to have you not. But that's that's not the point. It's like having eye contact, having someone's undivided attention, eliminating all distractions to make your point or to relay information. Yeah. Writing things down. Yeah. Well, that was my next point. Oh, good. Interrupting cow. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't interrupting. I was continuing. I was building on. I was adding to. Yeah. There, we have two Google calendars that we share. And then we have a physical calendar in our kitchen. And if there's anything 
that needs to be remembered. It has to go on the calendars. Because otherwise, it's not happening. Yeah, and I have a day planner that I'm trying to to get better at filling in because if I don't I if I don't write it down at that the instant that it comes up, mm-hmm. it's gone forever. Yeah. Well, and even me and I'm I guess this is just what I'm used to or my personality. I like will use the reminder thing in my phone like religiously even for dumb things that's like oh i need to remember to do this when i get off work or i need to remember to do this when i'm at home or something and <laughs> i i always try and like help you to say you'll say like verbalize something oh i need to remember to do blank why don't you put it in your phone yeah write it down put it in your phone right now I'll remember. No, you won't. And yeah. And you got to kind of be like almost like an asshole about it. Like if someone's like, no, I'll, I'll just, I'll remember. It's fine. Yeah. Like, no, no you, you won't. won't respect me enough to do what I'm asking you to do. Yeah. And write it down. And we didn't get into it too much, but this kind of goes into the feeling like you have to parent the person. And so it's kind of like, Oh, I'll just remember it. No, you won't put it in your phone. And something you do is, Hey, will you help me remember to do blank? No. Put it in your phone. Set a timer so that you can be reminded of it because I don't need the stress of trying to remind you to do your own shit. You're a big boy with a phone. The only thing I'm going to do to remember to remind you is set a reminder. (laughs) So let's just cut the middleman out. Put your own damn reminder in your phone. (laughs) Um, And then this is another one that we, we didn't talk too much about if at all, but another, I guess, thing that you folk have in common is running late. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure this plays back to thinking things aren't going to take as long as they do. And you can accomplish more than you can. Yeah. And so one article that that Porter found was uh, a wife whose husband had ADD and she was getting sick of him being late all the time. And so she was finally like, I started driving myself places or meeting him there. And so if he was going to be late, it, I didn't feel the resentment for us both being late. It was just him that was late. And I'm sure you'd still feel some sort of resentment if this person's always late. But I thought that was a good idea to. Yeah, just to do your own thing. Yeah, do you like try not to worry about it so much or try not to control the situation so much. And if they're going to be late, then they're just going to be late. Yeah. So drive yourself or create fake times. Like I've had, we've had to do this a couple times where I'll, we'll have a doctor's appointment for wild and it'll be like eight twenty, and I'll tell you that it starts at eight just so that hopefully by being 20 minutes late, we'll be on time. Yeah. But yeah, those are just the the things that have helped us. Writing it down is probably the biggest, biggest one, I think. Well, you might disagree. Whoa. Oops. No, I, I absolutely do agree. And that's that's one of the things that my therapist recommended too as far as like the calendaring goes is because there's so much like anxiety of 
trying to do things at a at the instant that they happen because you're worried that you'll forget. And yeah. so it kind of goes back to that impulsive thing like, oh, I've got to do this right now. And so you'll stop doing whatever it was you were doing mm -hmm. because you had this idea and you have to act on it right now because if you don't, you'll forget about it or whatever else. Yeah. And so that's what she suggested was take a second, write it down, set a time for it. Be like, I'm not going to do this right now, but I'm going to come back to it in one hour. Mm -hmm. But it's written down. You won't forget. And you can kind of make sure that you've or put it in your phone so that you have set that up as a as a reminder so that the anxiety that comes from worrying about forgetting goes away. Yeah. But you also haven't abandoned your current project to to respond to this impulse. Yeah. Well, and I guess that that's another one as a an idea to to cope is or I guess not cope, but to deal with it is setting lists with specific times and creating like detailed lists like we were talking yeah. about for ellie well like the date yeah very very specific and even like the day planner that i would recommend you know that i use isn't broken down by day but broken down by hour yeah and so it has a month calendar so i can put things in and then it has a, a weekly calendar with a daily view broken down by hour so i can th put things for like an hour or two hours or 30 minutes mm -hmm. instead of just, I need to get this done at some point today. When I've even seen in your day planner, you'll have written out pick up boy from school because mm -hmm. if you're balls deep in a project or an idea or a blog or something that's taking all of your energy or attention, I should say you time doesn't exist anymore. No, it doesn't like I'll snap out of something especially if I'm medicated, like if I'm on my Adderall, uh -huh. I can, and I'm working on something that I'm enjoying or that, you know, I have headphones on, I can literally disappear for hours without realizing what time it is or how long it's been. Yeah. And I've forgotten things before where I, all of a sudden I like look up and I'm all, oh shit, I was supposed to be at work 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Or I was supposed to pick up boy or I was supposed to do whatever. But because I was so focused on this other thing nothing else literally nothing else mattered yeah and maybe especially if i've got headphones on yeah maybe part of it is like me trying to take control over everything or like feeling like i have to parent you in certain ways but because you're pretty good about texting me saying oh i'm on my way to get boy and if i haven't heard from you by like 4 20 and he has to be picked up by five I'll be texting you saying, you're going to get him, right? And then it's either like, oh, yeah, I'm on my way there now. Or, oh, shit, I forgot. Yep. I'm packing up now. Yep. So that's just some things that have helped us. But there it's was, still a struggle. There was something that we had talked about earlier that we haven't brought up tonight. I mean, we're almost, we're, we're about there, but okay. I don't. Didn't write it down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things where it felt like it was like so obvious that I didn't need to, but I don't. Anyway, I don't know. I'm sure as soon as we stop recording and I'm, I'm editing, I'll, I'll be, be like, like oh, oh yeah, and then I'll uh -huh. be like, oh yeah, because you forget too. I know I'm not perfect either. You're perfect for me. Thanks. Yeah. All right, should we do it? Let's do it. 
Okay. Go to bed. Yeah. We got to get up early. Yeah. Okay, guys. Oh, it's 10 o'clock already. Balls. I'm late for my bedtime. Yep. Okay, guys. We appreciate you sticking around. Hopefully, this wasn't too distracting trying to follow follow our our random train of thought. I'm sure it was because... bounce from idea to idea, point to point. That's how we do it. Maybe I should take that ADD test. Yeah, maybe you should. (laughs) Um, I'm Porter. I'm Ashley. This has been another episode of This Is Marriage Podcast. See you next week. We love you. Bye. Bye. So oh.